This wasn't something that like city leaders got together and said, you know, great cities have marathons. It was really a running community. It was very organic from the bottom up who wanted to honor the people of Oklahoma City and the recovery from the bombing. And it's grown into this massive event. And I think it gives an opportunity to celebrate life. Welcome back to the Run to Remember Memorial Marathon podcast. I'm race director Carrie Watkins. We have some great conversations lined up for you today. This episode focuses on union, the union of our city and how this race brings everyone together. People from all 50 states will be here race weekend. We'll lead off with someone who's a big fan of our race. Here's podcast host Kristen Ferris. Kristen, let's get started. Mayor David Holt is a champion of Oklahoma City and its people, and a vocal supporter of the Oklahoma City Memorial Marathon's mission. He's here today to talk about the 2023 marathon. Mayor Holt, welcome back. Yeah, thank you very much. Good to yeah. be back. Can't believe it's been a year. I know. America's you greatest our... mayor. Yes. Thanks, Carrie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe You're not that. contractually obligated to say <laughs> that. I know, but I really believe it. I, I love how inclusive you are and how you bring your uniter, non-divider, and um, it's something a lot of people can learn from you. And so thank you for all your support. Well, I think I come by it naturally, but actually this place, you know, inspires me to be that way. I think that uh, having this history that we do in Oklahoma City with the bombing and uh, the mission of the memorial, which I've been very involved in, I think it's part of my ethos now, you know, is that we should be working together and we should be talking to each other and uh, we should work across these so-called divisions that we might have. That's right. Well, we're, we're glad to have you here. We are. And just a fun fact, you were on episode one, season one of the Run to Remember podcast. So the very first episode that we put out. So go back and listen if you haven't. Let's just kind of talk about the marathon and its meeting overall to the city. Well, I mean, this has become, and very organically so, I mean, a lot of things maybe as a mayor you're trying to uh, engineer, you know, but but in this case, this really came out of nowhere. And this wasn't something that like city leaders got together and said, great cities have marathons, you know, I mean, that didn't, that conversation never occurred that I'm aware of. It was really a running community. It was very organic from the bottom up, um, who wanted to honor the people of Oklahoma City and the recovery from the bombing. And now, as you well know, I mean, it's grown into this massive event that's it's uh you know a great boon to the memorial it's it's a great boon to the local economy and i think it gives a uh, uh an opportunity to celebrate life you know i mean i think it's a nice aspect to the the ways that we commemorate the events of 1995 i think it adds a, a layer that's that's most welcome so also thanks to covid i guess is sort of transitioned into a weekend we tried some things that we may not have otherwise been nudge to do. And those things turned out to be really cool. And and so as a mayor, I like, I want it to last for a month. Yeah. Right? So, last I'm, all weekend. <laughs> so I'm glad that at least it's, it's really stretching into a whole weekend, which is great for the city. There really is an important vibe to the marathon that is reflective of a city that's built back and mm-hmm. moving forward. Just talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Just kind of, yeah. Kind of to follow up on my thought a moment ago. When we get together on April 19th, it is appropriately very somber. It is not really typically a celebratory event. Not right. a lot of smiles on faces. And that's the way, that's as it should be. Um, having said that, you know, we're very proud of our response to what happened on April 19th, 1995. Correct. And that response should bring a smile to our face. That response is about celebrating life, about living life. And, um, and so it's nice that there's there's an aspect to the way we commemorate these events where we are cheering and we're laughing and we're experiencing accomplishment 
And yeah, I think it's this is this has added a dimension to um, the way we remember the events of 1995 that is most welcome, and I think is most appropriate based on the fact that uh, much of what we wanted to to remember coming out of this were were happy things, were were the were the things that made us proud. The way we responded to the events, the the lives of the people who we lost, all of those things should be happy memories. And it's, so this is a happy event, and it's nice to have that. And it should be noted that so many of the family members who lost someone or survivors who walked out of the buildings or were injured and their first responders are all out there. I mean, they're Mm -hmm. all out there celebrating lives and running in honor of. So that always does so much for me just to watch them moving forward in a way that they they never forget, but they're also celebrating that life, Mm -hmm. as you said. Mm -hmm. So just for runners who don't know that, there are a lot of family members and survivors and first responders who are critical to race weekend and and really are. Yeah. And and by the way, as thinking like a mayor, I mean, this whole connection to April 19th is so unique for a marathon. There's really not any that I'm aware of. You may know. I don't know of any marathon that has this type of meaning, right? I mean, they're right. The the coolest marathons are just cool because they're in fun cities. Right. You know, they're in New York and Boston or they have great, you know, running history. This is very unique in that this is a marathon tied to this historical event that, as you just said, brings survivors and and rescue workers and first responders and family members all together every year is is really special and unique. Well, and it's become a way to just kind of share the history of of the mm-hmm. bombing with the generations that are that weren't around when mm-hmm. it happened, like your kids, my kids. Mm-hmm. So so how do you keep that story alive for your kids personally? Well, I mean, as, as and Carrie well knows this, you know, I, my kids now, as we sit here, are 13 and 11. And I was very judicious in trying to decide when was the right time to, to bring them to the memorial right. and the museum. And that's, you know, a decision everybody's kind of has to make based on their own thoughts about where their kids are and, and the how long they want them to be kids. I mean, you're right. You know, I mean, that's mm-hmm. a tough thing, right? To to bring children to the memorial because you're fully letting them understand that this world isn't maybe as pleasant as the bubble we've created around you. And so when you do that is important. I think the nudge for us, quite candidly, was Carrie said, uh, we're putting together this video that's going to have uh, information about the bombing for middle school kids. And I'd love for your kids to be a part of it. And that was actually really kind of the nudge of, okay, I think it, and I think, you know, we, we was probably You've been talking anyways. about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it was time right. anyways. And so, so we went through the memorial and the whole museum in the lead up to that. And then the kids hosted that, that video. It's a great video. I'm yeah. glad you've given me an end to make a plug. Go yeah. to, go to, <laughs> go to <laughs> no, the website. No, I have seen it. it yeah. It's a great video. <laughs> yeah. Go to the website. It's a great resource, a really cool video, about 20 minutes long, great resource for, for middle school age uh-huh. kids. And, uh, and my kids were very, very honored to be a part of it. And your kids usually run, your family participates mm-hmm. every year. What, what they, they seem to enjoy that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, it's a, it's a fun time. And I'm glad, selfishly, that things have been spread out a little bit across the weekend because it was a bit much sometimes right. to try to do all of those things in right. one day. But, uh, but yeah, we typically have started off the kids marathon um, and then run in it, which allows me then to go around and say, yeah, that I that I run in the <laughs> the marathon, I run marathon. In the marathon mm-hmm. kids marathon, and uh, which is you know mile two, <laughs> and, and just about kills me. And uh, and then. <laughs> And then George is now aged up to where, you know, he's doing cross country at school and stuff. So he's now doing the 5K. He did his first 5K last year. He ran with like no preparation whatsoever. Uh, he like maybe done one 5K in our neighborhood before that. 
And uh, he finished like 115th, which gets your name in the paper. Yeah, so. I think he's oh, going to win it this year. <laughs> and he started way, way back. We had no strategy whatsoever. Right. We were like running late, you know, we were like just trying to get in the, the pack. Uh-huh. And uh, this year, I think, yeah, I think I've told him, I'm like, be at the front, buddy. I mean, yeah. you could be George's like in it to win top it. 25 this year. Absolutely. <laughs> and then, you know, we've added a senior marathon this year. What are yes. your thoughts on that? No, that's great. I mean, it... it you know, the only limitation I feel is what you guys think you can handle. And if you guys think you can add one more event, then go for it. Because what's well, Saturday? So we do that. We do the five k, the seniors yeah. and the kids. So yeah. it's all one one so, long morning. Well, if you think you can handle it, everything you've you've added has turned to gold every time. So I mean, go for it. I think it's great. Uh, obviously, the kids marathon has been awesome. The five k has been awesome, and then now to have have the senior element. Uh, which I understand is kind of a similar format to the kids marathon and that they'll, they'll sort of run the rest of the marathon over the course of the year and then come and do that last mile here in downtown Oklahoma City. But yeah, that's that's excellent. Great way to bring bring everybody uh, into this. Senior numbers are growing. The kids numbers we've got to get to grow. The kids, I think we're seeing, you know, we're in a bit of a transition in schools and we're working really hard to do rallies every Friday at schools, and it's been remarkable to watch, but um, it's meant to be maybe a PE program for the spring for teachers. There's all kinds of lesson plans and things that go with the kids that really make it so easy for teachers just to plug it in as their spring curriculum if they want, and uh, we're excited to see where that takes us, and Rumble's always there, and the mayor's there, and it's it's yeah. actually one of the most popular races. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One other fun thing we brought back this year are the burgers. <laughs> Spark is bringing burgers back this year. Yeah. You excited for that? Yeah, I don't know if like you're asking me this question because you've heard me say this, but I was a pretty big fan of the Carl's Jr. burgers through the years and uh, absolutely did nothing to earn them. You know, I was uh, walking <laughs> alongside people who had just run 26 miles and I was like, oh, burger. And I would grab one too. But um, so I am thrilled. Yes. Cause I think I even asked Carrie like last year or something. She surely doesn't remember, but I was like, um, where, where are the burgers? I don't, <laughs> I don't see any burgers this year. The so. runners wanted burgers. <laughs> and luckily our friends at Spark and we were moving the course at the time. So that kind of worked out. And luckily and graciously Spark has said, we're bringing the burgers back. No, I love it. So, I mean, of course, of course, the, the race finishes right in front of Spark. So there's a great tie there. And uh, these burgers uh, are very, very good. And I'll be interested to see them produce that many burgers. You know, that's that's yeah. going to be a real challenge yeah, for them. They, 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 they are working on that whole system of how they're <laughs> going to cook that many burgers that morning. And then it's a finish line festival um, sponsored by Continental. So there'll be a lot of yellow shirts out there from Cotton, folks from Continental helping pass out the burgers. And right, so it's going right. to be a, Thanks, it'll be an army of operation. I can promise you that. <laughs> and a fun celebration. And a fun celebration. <laughs> but Scissor Tail is so much part of that celebration. We're, we're finishing the Saturday races literally inside the park with the kids and the seniors and the 5K. Mm. And then Saturday we finish right outside and we push people into the park. Just talk about Scissor Tail and how it's the center of this new outdoor Oklahoma City that we're trying to promote. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy to think that there was a time in our lives when we didn't have Scissor Tail Park. And even crazier to think it's only three and a half right. years old, right? And uh, But it has just so immediately become part of the fabric of living in Oklahoma City. And, you know, it, it was obviously parks were very vital to all of us during the pandemic. And We've had so many cool events there, so many concerts. I mean, it's just a lifetime of experiences in a relatively short amount of time. And then I really appreciate that the memorial immediately saw the opportunity and embraced that. Memorial history is great, and we all loved Broadway and all of that. But 
you know, the boulevard and, and the, the park. Green space, yeah, the yeah. green space. I mean, it's just great. And now it's double the size that it was, uh, you know, before. This will be the first time, obviously, running in the fully formed Scissortail Park. And so the 5K goes south, and then they yeah. actually come back into the park, run over the bridge, and end in the park for the 5K. Okay. So yeah. it's going to be a lot of mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, no, that's great. And I'm very, very grateful that that the Memorial Marathon really saw the opportunity there with the park. I mean, you just you just immediately saw that this is where the race should end. And and so it's no, it's really, really cool. The park is is beautiful. Well, you travel over the, all over the world representing Oklahoma City, and you get a chance to talk about the Memorial and the Marathon. What is it you tell others about this special place? Well, I talk a lot about our unique experience, and I always say that it, it should be a lesson that people should learn. And, and, and if you ever want to know the, the logical outcome of division and, and dehumanizing rhetoric, just look to the scar in downtown Oklahoma City. And I always encourage people uh, to visit. This is always the number one place that, that people need to see is, is the memorial and the museum. It's I, I even do a standard letter that's always in like programs of conventions and things. And I always say, if you can only do one thing at the top of that letter, go to the Oklahoma City National Memorial. So, um, and of course, you know, every time we have special visitors, as Carrie well knows, she's usually there to shake their hand. You know, anytime we have celebrities and, and world leaders, of course, this is the one place we want to take them. And it's not because we're proud of something. You know, it's a little different, right? It's not showing them the biggest ball of twine or something. I mean, it, it's we think we know something that we want to share with you that will bring you wisdom. I think that's a really unique thing that we we get to share and. Uh, we're proud of, obviously, our experience. We're proud of the beautiful memorial and the very thoughtful museum that we've built. But it's it's a little different, right? The fact that we want to highlight that might surprise people, but but it's because we know something about life and about human existence through this experience, and we're just desperate to share that with you because we see human suffering all over the world, and we think if people would just spend some time understanding what happened here in 1995, maybe there would be less of that. So, and anyways, it goes back to your 1OKC yeah. and... Yeah, it definitely resonates with what I've stood for, which is, you know, trying to find a way for a city to unify, a city that would have every other reason to divide itself politically or demographically or geographically. This experience and the lessons of it clearly resonate with one OKC and the idea that we should set aside the things that divide us and find common purpose. So um, that's what the memorial means to me. And then the marathon, as I said earlier, it's here's a very unique marathon in American life that is tied to an event, to a place. Um, and, uh, and it's a really celebratory and happy event, maybe even more so than other marathons as a result. I think it's, I'm less aware of like the running world, you know, you didn't right. bring me on this podcast cause I'm a runner. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know like the hierarchy of marathons, but I feel like I can state with some confidence that this is one of the most unique marathons in it. And I, I think as a result, it will continue to grow in stature in every way across the marathon world. Mayor Holt, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for all you do as a champion for OKC. Thank you. Absolutely. My yeah. pleasure. Thanks for all we'll you guys We'll see you do. at the Kids Marathon. All right. See you at the Kids Marathon. And you're always there to put the medals around <laughs> the end of the winners, too. So thanks yeah, for being with yeah. us. No, my pleasure. Thank you. When Governor Stitt expressed a desire to promote the importance of adopting a healthy lifestyle, the gauntlet was thrown and the Governor's Relay Challenge was born. Upon hearing this, the leadership at Hobby Lobby, many of whom are avid runners, stepped up to partner with us as the sponsor of the Governor's Relay Challenge. Hello, my name is Mark Green, and on behalf of Hobby Lobby, we are honored to be a part of the Oklahoma City Memorial Marathon. 
Our Oklahoma roots run deep in this great state, and we know firsthand that through tragedy comes our greatest strength, hope for tomorrow. It's because of that hope we are stronger together than apart, and that is why we are honored to support this great community we call home. Hobby Lobby celebrates with all Oklahomans today. You did it! We're running in Oklahoma City! With tens of thousands of runners, volunteers, and spectators, there's a lot to recycle during Marathon Weekend. But thanks to Amanda Schofield and her team of volunteers from Oklahoma Department of Environmental Quality, we are able to reduce the marathon's carbon footprint and protect the environment. Amanda joins me now to talk about the volunteers and the marathon's longtime commitment to sustainability. Amanda, thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do at the DEQ and a little bit about the DEQ's mission also. Yeah, sure. So yeah, um, the Department of Environmental Quality, and we shorten that to DEQ, um, but yeah, just short and sweet, to protect and improve public health and the environment. Um, and so at DEQ, um, we have different divisions. There's like air quality, water quality, and then I'm in land protection. Uh-huh. Um, solid waste, which is just another n- name for trash, and then sustainability. So that's where the recycling comes in. Okay. And then as far as the marathon goes, uh, do you know how long the marathon has been recycling, the Oklahoma City Marathon in particular? So I I did some digging, and the furthest back I found was 2010. Okay. Um, but I, something tells me we've been recycling a little bit longer. I've been trying to pick the brains of some, some, some people who were there before you. Yes. yes. (laughs) And is this common for marathons to recycle? That is a great question. And I'm not all that sure. I hope so. (laughs) I hope so too. You know, it's one of those things that when I saw you were coming on, I was like, this is something that you take for granted that it's going on. So I'm glad that OKC does it. Do you know about how many pounds we recycle? Yeah. So um, each year we kind of hover uh, right above a thousand pounds of recycling. Wow. And this year we're adding a new element. What is that? Yeah. So um, we're going to we're gonna work on composting. So not just recycling the cardboard, the cans, the bottles, but um, also working on some of the food scraps. And um, if there's leftover food that's still edible, we're going to work on donating that. And if that falls through, then we'll compost that as well. Okay. So how, so how exactly does that work? You just take the food scraps and do what with it? We're partnering with Fertile Ground, um, and they're a local composting facility. They're actually just south of Scissortail Park, so super close. And the, they'll already be in the area recycling at the Oklahoma City Festival of the Arts. Um, so they're just going to pop over and pick up our compost at the end. And for runners, spectators, people along the course, what do they need to know in terms of recycling? What do they need to look for and what do they need to do? Yeah, so sometimes it can be confusing with all these bins, these trash bins, and especially for runners, you know, they just ran all over the city, so they're not really trying to read all these signs on what to throw away where. But there'll be three bins, these big um, trash bins, like a poly cart, like you'd see on your curbside. Those are for the trash. And then the recycling and composting bins are like wire bins and they fold open and they'll have a clear bag and a sign on top with what to put in them. Um, The recycling ones are blue and the compost ones 
are black. And we're just going to try to make the signs really clear and simple. So, you know, in the recycling one, we're doing plastic bottles, cans. Cardboard is is usually more behind the scenes, kind of with packaging and stuff. Um, so the main things are the bottles and the cans. And then for compost, basically just any food scraps, but no wrappers. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then if people have like papers with them, are those recycled as well? Yes, yes. Paper can go in there too, um, cardboard. The recycling will go into a, a mixed recycling bin um, from OEMA. So thanks to them for providing that. Um, before we did the mixed recycling, we had to separate everything by hand. So it took a lot more volunteer effort. Mm-hmm. And so I'm glad we don't have to do that anymore. And then I'm assuming this takes a big effort to carry this out. So do you all look for a team of volunteers or is this just all done by the DEQ? How's How is this executed on race weekend. Yes, it does take a big team. So I have three shifts throughout the day and and I'd like to see 10 to 20 people. And these are volunteers you're looking for? Yes, volunteers. And historically, the volunteers had come from DEQ, just DEQ, um, which is great. And we get comp time for it. So it's good incentive. And DEQ employees bring their kids or their spouses um, to help out. But last year and this year as well, it's open to the public. I'm trying to get, you know, the more the merrier to sign up. So so where do people go to sign up if they'd like to help volunteer? Yeah, so on the website. On the um, memorial website, mm-hmm. the marathon, okay. And then um, at the top banner, there's a button to say get involved and then volunteer. And then there's a green team. Oh, okay. So yeah. you're part of the green team. The green team. Very, very good. Anything else you want people to know about the recycling efforts on race weekend? Yeah, I would just add that race weekend in general is is really fun, really high energy. And even those of us who are digging through the trash cans have a really good time. And the day, you know, really flies by. What the volunteers are doing is just going around and monitoring the the trash bins. So we'll look through the garbage cans. If there's any recyclables or compost, we'll move those into the correct bins. Um, And we'll do the same with the recycling and the compost bins. So just because we're digging through trash doesn't mean we can't have fun too. (laughs) (laughs) So this is one of those things that I think a lot of people won't think about, the recycling and just another behind-the-scene things of the OKC Marathon and and just what a positive this is. So can you just talk about the kind of impact on the Oklahoma environment in particular that this effort helps with? Yeah, yeah. So... You know, like you mentioned, there's so many people coming through and we're all trying to stay hydrated. And, um, you know, we want to see that material get recycled instead of going to the landfill. And for our volunteers, especially just, you know, at the end of the day, seeing this huge roll off a thousand pounds, um, it's a really satisfying feeling. And, you know, you have this sense of accomplishment and in general, it's just, yeah, good, good to recycle. We want to promote recycling and Yeah. Well, Amanda, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for all your team does. I mean, this is behind the scenes work. So it's appreciated, even though it probably doesn't always get the hype that some of the other things do. And if you're interested in volunteering, then go to the Marathon website and look for the opportunity to be part of the green team. Yes. Thanks, Amanda. Thank you so much. 
Joining me now, I have sisters, Katie Turney, Kelly Connell, and Kristen Neal. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Uh Yeah, we're glad to have you here and just hear a little bit about your running journey. You guys are runners of the half marathon, typically, correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. Always the half. (laughs) (laughs) Katie, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, My husband, Travis, and I, we have four children. Um, I had taught school previously, never had run a day in my life, and it wasn't until after children that I started running. That's similar to my story. I started running after children as well. Kelly, what about you? Um, Yes. uh, My husband, Colby, and I, we have two kids, and I um, have ran in the past some, but loving the sister running a lot right now. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And Kristen? Yes. So my husband, Tyler, and I, we have um, a set of twin five-year-olds as well as one two-and-a-half-year-old little boy. So who started running? Was there somebody who went first? Kristen did. She did the relay. I used to do the relay, participate in the relays with uh, my college ministry just for like mission trip um, team bonding type experiences. And that was the first time I ever participated and never imagined running more than a 5K leg or uh-huh, something. Uh-huh. And it was there that I was supporting her that I witnessed the event and how powerful it was and thought to myself as I was like tearing up crying, okay, I want to try this. And it was my first, I guess, year out of college that I decided to try to start training and I made it up as I went and I really didn't know what I was doing, but that's when I ran my first one. And then I guess I've done eight now. So wow, I've done it eight that's... times since then. And that's kind of what took off for me was getting Mm -hmm. to see what it was like. And Katie, how did you catch the bug? Well, ironically, we delivered our last baby the week of the memorial half um, back in 2019. And it was Kelly and Kristen walking into the hospital room the day before they were going to run, all excited, all pumped. And And we came from packet pickup. Yes. (laughs) And I was laying there, as you do, where it's challenging to get up from the bed to walk across the hospital room after delivering your fourth child. So I thought, that can never be me. But when they completed their half together, I thought, okay, genetically, if they can do it, I can try too. And it was similar to Kelly. Kristen and I went in 2018 to cheer Kelly on, and we were just weeping, seeing Mm -hmm. the people, just the endurance and the teamwork and the support and the encouragement of everybody watching was just incredible. And we thought we might try. Mm -hmm. And so now you've run since 2019 2019 together. Is that correct? Yep. It's a non-negotiable unless somebody's having a baby. (laughs) We've all had our seasons. Yes. (laughs) So you all have nine kids between the three of you. So I imagine finding pockets of time that are uninterrupted is something Mm -hmm. that you cherish about your training together. Can you speak a little bit about that, Kristen? Absolutely. So in the mornings, um, we found it's easiest early before the day really starts, before our kiddos are up, there's no better motivation to get out of bed than knowing that you get some adult sister time, um, getting to hang out and talk. That has really been the the piece that's provided the consistency for us to train for all these years is um, knowing who's waiting for us once we get there early in the morning. <laughs> and Katie, what's special about it for you? I think once getting there, it is always dark early. And that first get going can be hard. I mean, some days are windy and cold and you already have icicles on your eyelash, but it's like, okay, we're going to do this. And at the end of every run, by the time we round the corner, there's always a beautiful sunrise Mm -hmm. and it just feels like the best way to start a day. 
What about the Oklahoma City Memorial Marathon in particular is so special to each of you? Do you have memories from April 19th, 1995? And how does that tie in to racing now? Ironically, I was in fourth grade on a school bus headed downtown for a field trip the day that the bombing happened. So it's just impactful because we were in route there and we got turned around. And so just from the get-go, I have always remembered the event. And I think now um, being a parent and describing what happened to our children, the the run and the whole weekend allows it to just come up very organically and in a way um, that postures out of such darkness has come such light and such hope. And mm-hmm. without it, we wouldn't have been able to have that. Mm-hmm. And Kelly, what about you? I was in kindergarten and I remember feeling it. But as a former school teacher myself and talking about the event delicately with children, but also focusing on how people have come together since then. Um, That's just been the goal. Anytime I start this run, it's to honor the lives that were lost and the people who are no longer with us. Mm -hmm. But um, so that's the impact that the whole event has on me. It's just remembering. Mm -hmm. I know you guys are faithful runners of the OKC Marathon. Have you had the chance to run other places or is Oklahoma City your, your spot? I've done one in Tulsa, um, the half mm-hmm. one year around Thanksgiving, but that's it for me. We're pretty, yeah. pretty much year we loyal. Run, we run year round, but only, yeah, race. This is the, your race. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Memorial. Katie, what's your favorite part of the race course? Oh, it, you know, for me, it's it's the people on the sidelines. So it's hard to say a specific spot. Of course, Gorilla Hill is always a fun one. And just having run the same course a couple of times, you see the same people at the same spots. It's like they have their little corner where they put their chairs. And I may not ever get to see them again, but it's like you count on those people being there. And it mm-hmm. just means so much. Mm-hmm. And I know you guys run and you have a lot of fun running together. And this is definitely a bonding experience for you. Do you have any goals for this year or is, is your goal to just run and have fun and spend time with your sisters? That's always the baseline, I think, is to run, have fun, finish it, um, smiling, feeling good. Yeah. Um, but I I mean, I hope to one day run a full. I think this will probably be the last year for the half, and I'm hoping to convince them to do the full for next year. So we'll see. <laughs> I, I see a challenge. <laughs> that, would be, that would be a challenge. I feel like we could do it. <laughs> well, Kristen, Kelly, Katie— Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for your love and support of the Memorial Marathon. I love that it's a non-negotiable for you. I love watching you all on social media run together. It's fun to see sisters do something challenging together and and succeed. We appreciate you being here today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's a wrap on this week's episode of the Run to Remember podcast. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. The Run to Remember takes place the weekend of April 28th through the 30th. Visit okcmarathon.com to sign up, explore volunteer opportunities, or send podcast questions and comments. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.